How well do you know yourself? If we don't know who we are and how we show up and how we interact with other people, we'll never be able to manage what's going on inside of us, nor will be able to manage what's going on around us. That self-awareness is critical for your effective leadership. And if you want to learn more about how to become more self-aware, stay tuned because I'm going to get into four ways that are going to help you be a more self-aware woman leader. Welcome to the Surviving to Thriving podcast that helps women leaders in nonprofits get out of survival mode and thrive in both leadership and life. I'm your host, leadership development coach, Kathy Archer, and I help women leaders enjoy impactful leadership. When you started your leadership journey, my guess is you were focused on getting the basic training that you needed to do your job. Many of us in the nonprofit world have moved up from frontline into supervisor and then manager and whatever your title is today. And we've learned the tactics, the strategies, but have you also learned about yourself in that process? The personal development journey is as important as the professional development journey, if not more important. And so today we're gonna talk about one of the sections that I've been covering for the last few podcasts around the Leadership Circle profile. We're gonna talk about self-awareness. So I just wanna bring you back in because it's the new year and you may have kind of lost track of where we are with the podcast. In episode number 62, I introduced you to the Leadership Circle profile. The Leadership Circle profile is a 360 assessment where you look at your own leadership competencies, how you're showing up, but then you also get the feedback from other people on that. The, perhaps the board, your employees, your boss, whoever it is, you get some of that feedback. The community can even give feedback. And you start to look at how you show up as a leader, how your competencies are helping you be that high integrity, strong, effective leader. So I introduced you to that. And if you want to go do your self-assessment piece for free, you can go do that at the Leadership Circle profile page. I'll make sure that the link is in the notes so you can go grab that free assessment. In episode number 64, I introduced you to the first competency and that was about achieving those results. If you're going to be an effective leader, you have to meet your goals, hit the deadlines, achieve those standards, accreditation processes, do the things to make sure that things are running safely, smoothly. You have to get the results, balance your budget, all of that kind of stuff. So in episode 62, we talked about that. And again, I'll put the link to all of these in the notes. And in episode number 65, we looked at Okay, so we're getting those results, but now how do I get my team to help me get those results? That competency is all around relating to your team, helping grow them, that staff development with them, team building exercises, taking your team and helping them be strong to achieve those results. The following episode, number 66, I had Michelle Malloy Dillon on and we talked about coaching your employees. So we talked about that competency of developing and growing your employees by using coaching skills. That was to help you kind of get a better sense of how to do that. Then in episode 67, I talked about the third competency, which is around that systems thinking. We have to be a good systems thinker, thinking far ahead, thinking, you know, how do all of the pieces fit together, being more strategic about things and making sure that you've got all that piece there. So that's the three that we've covered so far. Today, we're going to talk about the fourth one, and it is around that self-awareness. So I'm going to walk you through the four, four components of this self-awareness piece, and then stay tuned because in the next episode, I interview Vicki McLeod, and she's going to give you some tools, some self-reflective tools to help you be a more self-reflective leader. 
Also to help you become a more self-aware leader, I've got a free worksheet for you. So if you go in the link in the notes, this worksheet's gonna help you kind of dig deeper into what I'm gonna talk about today and help you get the sense of how you're doing in different areas and maybe where you need to grow and develop. So I'll go through some of these questions towards the end and help you kind of think about how you're gonna do that. The four components of being a self-aware leader are being a selfless leader, having balance, maintaining your composure, and being a personal learner. Let's dive into each of them. When we think about being a selfless leader, it means that you put yourself on the back burner sometimes. Your team, the mission, the role, the work that you're doing, the clients that you're serving, often have to take that forefront place. We sometimes think of this as servant leadership. So again, if we go back to, if we're trying to achieve those goals, reach those targets, meet the deadlines that we have to do, and we're supporting our people to do that work because ultimately they're the ones out there doing that work, you have to get behind your team, underneath your team, and you have to support them and say, how can I help you meet the goals, reach the targets, serve the clients? What do you need from me as a leader? My job is to be here to support you, to give, to get, help you do the things that you need to do. So we have to have some humility here. It's not about us looking good. It's not about us making sure that, you know, if we reach the targets, everybody's like, oh my God, Kathy, you're an amazing leader. No, it's what you're saying. Hey, we as a team reach this target. This is the work we did. And it's really taking a back seat to this whole process of, of getting the work done, meeting the target. Here's the way that you can really do this and focus on being this selfless leader. Focus on your mission. Really get connected deeply, passionately to that purpose, the reason you're in this job. Sometimes as we've advanced in leadership, we've kind of forgotten that and lost focus of that. Sometimes we need to really come back to why does this matter to me? Why is it important to me? And why is it important to my people? Like what difference does it make to them? And then look for ways to collaborate with them. Okay, we're all in this together and we have this deep you know, commitment to the work we're doing, how can we work together? That's really what selfless leadership is all about. It's not putting you down or making you seem small. It's being that underneath person, lifting your team up so that they can do the work and making sure that you are there for them and putting them first, because ultimately at the end of the day, if they're not having their needs met and they're not meeting the goals, then you're gonna feel like crap too. Uh, and the work isn't gonna get done. So that's kind of this first part of the self-aware leader is making sure that you are a selfless leader. The second component of around self-awareness is really having a sense of balance. And when we think about this, sometimes it, it seems to contradict what we just talked about in terms of being a selfless leader and putting everyone first. But here's the thing, if you're going to be there and serve your people, help them to grow and develop, you have to take care of yourself first. You have to make sure that you are balanced, that you are doing the work to take care of yourself physically, mentally, emotionally. And how do you balance that high performance, that amazing outcome that you're looking for, that passionate, purposeful work, and your wellness, your health, your, your capacity to have the energy, the zest to do that work. That's what this balance piece is all about. When you think about balance, think about all of that stuff that happens in your day that creates tension and stress and builds up that, that sort of um, tough part of leadership that you're in constantly. The pressure, the expectations, the need to sort of perform, 
And how do you balance yourself when that's happening, which is like 90% of the time? Because again, you need to stay balanced to do this high pressure work. You need to take care of yourself so that you can do the work that is required of a leader, which means you have a lot of pressure on you, a lot of stress on you, and you have to take care of yourself. So that is the second component of being a self-aware leader. First, we are selfless, make sure that we're there for our team. Second is we're balanced so that we can do that. The third one is we maintain our composure. And again, this comes back to in those high tense situations, stressful, things are, you know, going crazy and the pressure's on. Can you maintain your composure when things are extremely stressful? When the pressure's on, you're short staff, deadlines are looming, and, you know, maybe a client just had a big episode. Can you maintain your composure when all of that is going on? Because here's the thing, when we talk, and so the whole point in this leadership circle profile, why we're looking at the competencies to help you be a better leader, is we're looking for you to lead with your strength of character. We want to have your reputation intact. What do people think about you? What do people say about you? What do you know people say when you walk out of the room? That's your reputation. That's your character. And if you lose it when things are stressful, people know that and they're going to talk about that. Yeah, she's good. She's kind. Oh yeah, she's nice. But whoa, you wait. When the shit hits the fan, you better hide and run for cover because she loses it then. That's not the type of leader you want to be. You want to be the type of leader that can take that stressful situation, make sure that you remain in balance, you know, maybe taking some time for self-reflection, taking a few deep breaths, reconnecting with your values, what's important to you, and, you know, managing all of that, and then still being able to be decisive, still being able to stay composed, still being able to handle that stress well. That's this part about being composed. Composure comes back to emotional intelligence. In my membership site, I teach a ton of courses around emotions and managing your emotions and staying composed because this is a critical component of leadership. It comes back to the competency we just talked about, which is that sense of balance. If you're not taking care of yourself, you have an aid, you're running on empty, you're not sleeping well, you stayed late, you, you know, something's going on at home, it's hard to stay composed then. And what happens for most of us is when stress builds, we actually regress. Although we can be calm and kind and compassionate and generous and, you know, supportive when everything's going well, when the stress builds, which like I say, often happens in leadership, we have this tendency to regress. And sometimes the sarcasm comes out or the, you know, remarks that we didn't mean to, or we get a little bit angry or we are short with people or we just block the world out. And that's not helping you be there for your team, take your team in the direction they need to go and make sure that you're keeping that bigger perspective in mind. So make sure that you are doing the work to stay composed. The fourth component of this competency is really about being a personal learner. And I talk about this lots in the work that we do in my membership site, in the podcasts, in my blogs. We spend a lot of time learning the skills, the tactical parts of our job, but we often put on the back burner learning about ourselves. And this is where we have to put both of those at the forefront. The most effective leaders grow themselves and grow those skills and those things that they need to do to do the job well. But they really focus on building themselves. They increase that self-awareness. Their wisdom grows, their knowledge grows, their understanding of what's going on inside them, that emotional intelligence grows. They're doing the 
personal development work, taking courses, reading books, journaling, self-reflecting, meditating, doing whatever it is to also grow themselves as well as growing those things. I mean, if you are in the disability world, you're probably going to a conference or taking courses on disability. Maybe you're a fundraiser, so you're you know working on your, your course to be a certified fundraiser. Or maybe you are in childcare and you're, you know, Again, taking some of the, that training around child development. Okay, those are important. Yes, do those. And are you working on yourself? Really? Again, I have to repeat this again and again. The most effective leaders are self-aware leaders. This competency is where I spend most of my time because it is so, so critical. You can't do that other stuff if you're not self-aware first. So you have to be doing the work to grow yourself. In some of the episodes in the past, I've talked about having a curriculum mindset where you need to be growing and developing yourself. So in this area, I want you to have a plan. You know, how am I growing my emotional intelligence this year? Where am I spending time doing self-reflecting? I want you to have a book. I want you to have time scheduled in your calendar. That's how you know that you're being a personal learner. It's not just the course that the organization or the standards require you to have, but it's what are you doing to grow yourself? So those are the four components of being a more self-aware leader. We're looking at selfless leader. We're looking at finding that sense of balance, maintaining your composure and learning about yourself. Now, as I said, there's a worksheet that you can grab for free to go with this to help you identify perhaps the areas that you need to grow. So let me read you a couple questions. There are, oh, I don't have the number. There's probably like 20 questions here. I'll read you a couple. I know my core values. Do you know your core values? Because when I, when we think about how we make decisions, how we set our boundaries, those values come into play. And if you haven't done the work to identify your values, what they mean, how they show up, well, for starters, you can head to my membership site, the training library. One of the very first courses I always recommend for people to take when they join the training library is values verification. And what people have said when they've done it is, I thought I knew my values, but until I sat down and really explored them, again, this comes back to being this self-aware leader, taking the time to do some self-reflection, journaling, doing some exercise, going, oh, what are my values? How are they important to me? How do they show up? Where do they show up? How do I use them in my decision making? And so that's an important piece for you to identify. Do I know my core values? And if not, how am I going to learn them? I make time for reflection. If you look at this whole competency is really around going inside a lot, understanding what your needs are. Oh my goodness, I'm hungry. I better take a break. I haven't, you know, uh, made time for my family, that balance piece or that composure. I feel stuff bubbling up inside me. I better, you know, take some, a step back, regain my sense of composure. If you're not doing the formal scheduled self-reflection, it's hard to just remember to do it. And so having self-reflection scheduled in, it might be five minutes here and there to journal or to go for a walk or to sit down and just kind of check in and see what's going on in your body. Having time for self-reflection is important. How about I seek out feedback about myself. In the training library, I teach a course called Feed Forward. Here's the thing, we're often asking for feedback. What happened? What, I, what can I fix? But what I want you to start thinking about, if you're really you know, having this mindset where I'm growing and developing, I'm developing myself, I want you to think about what am I growing? How am I developing it? And how am I going to apply that? So let's say that you're going to be more, uh, I don't know, organized at staff meetings. Okay, then say to somebody you trust, maybe not everybody on your team, but there might be one or two people you trust, you might say, hey, I'm going to work at being more organized. Can you just give me some, you know, 
feed forward, which is a weird word, but if you take the course, you'll understand it more. Instead of feedback saying, how did I do at the last meeting? You're saying in this meeting coming up in the next three meetings, I'm going to try and get the agenda out. I'm going to make sure that I'm more organized at staying on track and keeping the meetings, you know, on time. And I'm going to, you know, delegate some of these duties. Can you, you know, notice those, tell me how I'm doing in those in the next four meetings and ask somebody for that feedback. Perhaps you've never had a performance appraisal. You know, uh, in many of our organizations, the leader is the last person to get some of that information. That's where this whole leadership circle is a beautiful tool to use for that. Because not only do you get to look at yourself, but you also get that feedback information, the, the you know, stats, the data, the info to help you go, oh, this is what I think I am or how I show up. And this is how other people think I show up. Huh, now let me look at that. And so the most self-aware leaders really do that diving deeper inside and getting that sense. So that is only a few of, like I say, many, many questions that are on this list that you can go to and grab to understand how am I doing at being this self-aware leader? Because again, the more self-aware you are, the better able you're going to stay composed, build that level of confidence, meet the goals and outcomes you're trying to do, build better relationships in your team, because you've got stuff in control in your world, in your psyche, in your gut, in your head, and you're better able to manage. So remember to come back for the next episode where I interview Vicki McLeod and she really talks about how to use journaling for self-reflection as a leader. And she gives you lots of ideas and tips and strategies for how to do that, including some mindset shifts. It's so critically important that you do this work, that you grow yourself, that you become that composed, you know, balanced, selfless leader who is learning constantly about themselves. That really is what's going to get you out of that survival mode and move to thriving in both your leadership and life. Go make the rest of your day awesome, my dear. If you found today's episode helpful, then you are going to love the training library. Many women leaders in nonprofits wish that they had a coach or a mentor to help them, but they don't believe that they or their organization can afford it. Oh, but you can. Inside of the Training Library membership site, you will not only get access to affordable and easily accessible ongoing personal and professional development training, you will also have access to a leadership coach at your fingertips. That way, when you hit those inevitable challenges that leadership will bring your way, you'll have both the resources and the support to navigate your way through them with confidence, composure, and while keeping your integrity intact. To find out more, head to kathyarcher.com slash library. If you are enjoying the show, I'd love it if you could leave me a comment or a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Go make the rest of your day awesome. Awesome.